Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Uh, here we are on uh, End Times Friday, and we've been uh, talking uh, the last uh, last week, uh, and we've had a couple of sessions on the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a common understanding uh, that when you say to a believer, you know, do you do you know who the what the mark of the beast is? Is yeah, um, they would say that it is. Uh, the Antichrist, and there's uh, some mark, physical mark, that uh, shows that you're part of the, you know, Antichrist system. Yeah, like an allegiance to. Yeah, allegiance to, uh, and ability to, you know, to function economically. Um, Don't know much about it. Uh, uh, I get a lot of questions about it, and how about you? Do you... Do you get questions about the mark of the beast or what are, what are some of the things that people say about it or want to know about it? Yeah, so I probably don't get as many questions about this as as other things. <laughs> um, and so I think a lot of people, what I find interesting, a lot of people are content to have minimal knowledge um, in my circles anyway, to know, okay, there's something out there and if it comes up, then I need to find out what that is. And so there's a little bit of an apathy in that yeah. that I think yeah. we now, also by, have to now, fight. By, by the way, um, uh, and this is really true about the whole subject, um, do you understand why there's an apathy? It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, theological position that people have taken. And this is, the apathy, interesting enough, uh, is only been developed uh, over the last uh, literally 100 and some years in the history of the church, and then particularly, mm. particularly lately, but um, the reason for apathy, mm-hmm. uh, and I see this all the time because it's really interesting, because uh, I do a lot of reading, and there's a lot of publication, particularly now, of, uh, you know, the people are starting to put two and two together. Right. Gosh. Yeah, so you do hear more now in the last yeah. couple of years yeah. Yeah. than I think in my lifetime, I've heard a yeah. lot about you with know. with COVID, with the with the mm-hmm. uh, with the now, again the um, uh, World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. uh, Council for Foreign Relations, government officials, uh, they they are now actively mm-hmm. promoting one world government. Right. Uh, it's called. Yeah. It's so called, I think it is coming up more on people's radar now than it has been yeah. in the past. So it's called globalism, uh, and. Uh, because of that, there's a lot of activity around, you know, this could be it because, mm-hmm. because now we're hearing it with the, with the ability of people to actually, actually complete it. Right. Uh, and uh, the one interesting thing that we saw 
uh, was COVID, that in essence, mm-hmm. within within a month, the entire world was under one world government in a, in, a, right. in a way, where the health organization said, this is how everybody in the world has to operate, and mm-hmm. everybody in the world operated <laughs> that way. Right, right. Uh, uh, so it was, it was like, oh my gosh, look at that. It's true. So with that, um, lots and lots of, uh, now people are digging into scripture, uh, this, you know, trying to interpret certain mm-hmm. events with this, you know, these truths of scripture, which, but it's just, confusing scripture for confusing. people to dig into and a lot of different theological standpoints. And so I think that also has people just draw back to, I'm just going to stick with what I can understand. Yeah. Now let's, let's answer that first question. Um, why is it difficult scripture? It is difficult scripture. Why is it difficult mm-hmm. scripture? Well, because of the way it's written, you okay. know, you've shared on here how it is written and it really is this, you know, he's trying to, John's trying to tell us what he's seeing, but he's using words, you know, he doesn't have context for what the future holds. And so the way he's describing it is very different than necessarily what we would see. Right. Um, and so it is hard for us to, to fully understand, it was hard for him to understand exactly what he was seeing. Yeah, and um, and see when scripture uh, isn't clear. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, it's there and it's true, right? But it's not clear. Um, and see, God did it purposely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like for example, um, when you think of uh, having relationship with God. John three sixteen for God so loved the world that He mm-hmm. gave um, for those who believe you 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 have eternal life. Um, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Well, that's not fuzzy, right? Uh, super super clear. This is this is absolute. This is true. Uh, you can count on it. You can stand on it. You don't, there's no debate really. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's people that can argue against it. But if you take him to scripture, you look and say, well, what does scripture that, is very clear. What does yeah. that say? Well, yeah, but and OK, uh, you can you can go off and try to uh, explain it away. But the scripture is pretty clear uh, now mm-hmm. when it talks about the end. <laughs> uh, it's not clear purposely. Right. And the reason is, is that um, uh, Jesus uh, and he made the statement. Uh, to his disciples, uh, is I want everybody to be in that little bit of attention mm-hmm. of of uh, not yet, but but maybe mm-hmm. uh, in your lifetime. So that I mean, think of five hundred years ago. Um, right. You know that. Well, we know it didn't happen. Uh, you know, it's 500 years later. It's a long time in our in our timeline. Mm-hmm. But the but if we went back and talked to those people, they would uh, if if they were uh, students and and uh, followers of Scripture, they would have discussed maybe this is you know the end, um, and they right. would they would have interpreted things like uh, you know certain rulers that were you know fighting against them, and maybe that's you know that's developing the Antichrist, and maybe they're taking over the world and. Uh, so it's always in that it was always intended to be, I do want you to pay attention. I do want you to understand that partly, uh, you need to teach your children, mm-hmm. uh, the truth so that they teach their children the truth, literally generation after generation. So that it's not, because it can so quickly 
be dismissed if it misses being taught to a generation. Yeah. Um, you know, things that have not been taught to the next generation, it's, it's a matter of moments before they are completely out of the history books and everything else. That's too. right. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, so, uh, as you look at that, um, he said, you know, that's why I said, this is important. I want you to pay attention. I want you to spend time processing it, getting ready. Uh, partly is that, <laughs> uh, and there's going to be an actual, <laughs> there's going to be an actual right. date. Uh, and similar, and, and this is this is uh, a little bit of a uh, help us understand it. Think of uh, the prophets, Old Testament prophets, mm-hmm. that four, five, six hundred years before Christ. Mm-hmm. What did they What did they say? The Messiah is com- right. is coming, um, and. Um, when you look at Jesus with his disciples, mm-hmm. and he said to them, I'm the Messiah, it wasn't, oh, what is that? Right. They had context for that. They had they, already been studying they had, and hey, learning. Hey, um, five, I know 500 years ago, this was written about, we've been taught this. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. This, you mean this is it? Yeah. This time is it. And so Jesus said, yeah, this is it. So that there is a real time mm-hmm. uh, of the future that I'm going to write about it. I'm going to tell you about it. At a moment, there's going to be a reality to that. Right. Um, and then in the end times, it's going to be a reality. And then I think partly the reason that he does want us to pay attention is that he wants to keep helping us perpetuate the truth like they did for the Messiah. Right. That it's real. It is going to happen. Right. It is real. It is going to happen. Uh, well, and I do think also just that, um, to me, it puts a huge exclamation point on the Great Commission. Right. Continuing to keep that in sight and keep eternity in sight um, reminds us the importance of continuing with the Great Commission. That you know There are people's lives at stake, people's eternity at stake, and at some point this will transpire and... We need to be sharing Jesus with others. We need to be teaching them to walk with him, to have intimacy with him. It puts a big exclamation point on the fact that whether that is tomorrow or a thousand years from now, staying in that tension of, you know, it's coming, but, you know, but not sure exactly when staying in that tension reminds us of the urgency of the mission. Right. So that um, if you look at uh, the apathy um, and, and because of there's so much being written right now and trying to look at scripture and hear this, look at this. Mm-hmm. But, and this is really funny to me, um, they explain things, the revelation says this, this is what's going to happen. Um, and then at the end of it, <laughs> uh, but don't worry, mm-hmm. you're going to be raptured before it starts. Uh, right. So the church fundamentally has adopted that as what they believe to be absolutely true. Yeah. Do you know what the percentage is? I mean, out of curiosity, and you may not, how many, like, percentage-wise, what faiths tend to believe, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, um, anything? Yes. They're, uh, interesting enough, uh, pre-trib mm-hmm. um, is probably uh, over 90%. Wow. Okay. Uh, mid-trib, most, most of the rest Post trib, nobody. 
Hardly anybody. Interesting. Okay. Um, even though there's people that can argue that and say, well, yeah, but it seems like it implies that. Right. Um, uh, and the reason partly is, I mean, you think of the, <laughs> you think of that percentage. Um, ideally, let's say what, if we ask you, what's your preference? Well, I think everybody's preference would have to be pre-trip. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Because who doesn't want to escape some of that? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be here when all this stuff happens, and mm-hmm. then I'm persecuted and and uh, we're we're harmed, you know. And so, uh, so the apathy is uh, is always driven out of well, what difference does it make anyway? Um, mm-hmm. Why pay attention to it? Why care about mm. it? Because yeah, we're going to be gone anyway, uh, and uh, and so. We don't need to really, I mean, and when, and when, and think about, again, I look at things really simply under that paradigm, mm-hmm. what we're really saying is Daniel's visions, Jesus's statements, the book of revelation hmm. doesn't even matter why even bother, uh, mm. because we're not part of it anyway. And God says, uh, you better pay attention. Right. To, to the book of Revelation, because it's really, really important. And there's a reason behind it. So I'd be uh, my view of it is for people to be careful. Uh, is it possible that it's pre-trib? hundred percent is possible. Um, mm-hmm. Is it absolute? Absolutely not. It isn't. Uh, right. It's fuzzy. It's not clear. It could be pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. There's lots of scripture that we know for for somebody. Mm-hmm. We're still here. Right. When the Antichrist is persecuting people. Well, he's persecuting Christians, which mm-hmm. means there has to be Christians here. Uh, right. now, you know, there's all kinds of arguments about that. But, uh, well, look, look at that. So as we look at um, this mark of the beast, uh, is that, uh, again, it's at two levels. That, uh, and, we, and we read it here in uh, Revelation 13. So go ahead and read that again. I mean, we've been talking about the mark of the beast, but go ahead and read that. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll review it, uh, verses 11 through, uh, 18. Sure. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by the signs which he is granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. It was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, and that image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship in the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And that no one may buy or sell except one that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. His number is 666. Yeah. So there's uh, two, uh, uh, you know, kind of levels here is we know that uh, the Antichrist develops out of the beasts. It's described mm-hmm. the beast as the ten, ten-headed uh, uh, group uh, that now rules the world. 
he's actually not one of the 10 originally, but he's a, uh, a uh, person below those 10. He mm-hmm. then steps up and uh, basically takes over uh, the position of three. And then he's now part of seven. And he goes seven to five to three to two to one. He becomes the right. guy. And now the beast is synonymous with, with him. Um, mm-hmm. But it's think of fundamentally, it's the system that starts there. And then it's reflected now in the person mm-hmm. who now basically is a, uh, in our par- parlance, would be a dictator. Yeah. Uh, everything, everybody now has to follow what I say. We, I don't even have the 10 anymore va- mm-hmm. uh, evaluating everything. I'm the guy. And, and, I, and then ultimately, I'm God and you need to worship me. Uh, and he mm-hmm. says that the uh, false prophet, who's the other, then he describes him as the other beast, uh, causes everybody to receive the mark on their forehead or on their right, mm-hmm. on their right hand. Uh, so uh, again, in our technology world, we could see, and particularly, I think I, I mentioned this last time, Amazon has just introduced yeah. a right-hand reader mm-hmm. uh, that you put your hand on it, and now you can you can uh, execute you know the transaction. You don't even need a credit card because you've registered your palm print, your print, basically, with right? your bank account or with your credit card, and all you do is show them that, and now it automatically handles the transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the forehead, uh, I believe, again, is facial recognition uh, mm. that he's seeing that, well, obviously, there's something on the head that that shows him that they could function. So uh, it's the mark of the beast. And he says, um, no one can buy or sell except you have the mark of the beast. Uh, Let me clarify real quick. You're not saying that if you're using facial recognition on your phone for something right now, you have the mark of the beast. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just want to clarify that somebody didn't hear that incorrectly. <laughs> just you're talking about technology that is going on that could support yeah. something along these lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that was true. <laughs> Things get taken out of context sometimes. If that so was true, we're, we're, all, we're all taking the mark of the beast. Um, uh, no, it's just remember, it's tied it's not the technology itself. Right. It's what it's tied to. Right. So that um, uh, it's something that, uh, because it's, uh, and think of this word, this word is really important. Um, uh, He causes Mm -hmm. to receive a mark on the right hand or on their forehead so that uh, it becomes a choice. Mm-hmm. I can choose to receive this and basically the receiving it and remember in our technology terms, and I think I described this last time is um, when you get an update on your iPhone or your, mm-hmm. or your Android, uh, it, it tells you, here's the new software being downloaded. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. And you click yes. Uh, you don't read it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but uh, the mark of the beast remember, is a mark to transact with the one world government and the new economic system. Let me ask this, if you don't mind, and you may not have um, a clear answer to this, and that's okay, but it just kind of struck me as we're reading this, that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Does that leave room then that it could be 
a few different things, but that all allow you access to a system. Uh, it's implying, um, it's implying. It's, there's three it, different phrases used yeah, there. Yeah, it, it is. It's implying that um, uh, there's a, think of, think of your, uh, when you log into something mm-hmm. um, and you've established a password. Mm, yeah. Um, well, uh, you can get in. Because right. you have the name of that password, right? Uh, and that's or really, the number of uh, it, or, or the nu- or yeah. a number. So it's really, <laughs> okay. it's really saying that um, I believe access to I have access because I know the hmm. I know the code. Okay. However, I Interesting. know either I either mm-hmm. I have it with a and I believe see it's I believe it's either automatic mm-hmm. or I can go to a place and I can punch in the code. Hmm. and transact right uh, oh that's interesting uh, why well because i've i've associated and, and remember when the code because of the economic of it is that code has been accepted by me and tied to my economic ability right with a credit card or a bank account it's allowing me access to participate in the economic me. system so, so read that as i think john is saying there's there's a couple different ways to access hmm. I think he saw something that was kind of automatic mm-hmm. and then, Hey, by the way, if you don't have that, you can punch in a code. Interesting. Uh, uh, and it's really, inter- it is interesting. Yeah. I uh, just, I never had noticed that before until this, you know, how many times have I read this on? Yeah, now? that's right. <laughs> okay. Now jump down to uh, 15 and we're going to, you know, ask, answer the question here. Uh, why is this important? Uh, uh, read 15 all the way through to 16, uh, Uh, verse two. Sure. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven, the seven last plagues for in them, the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those who have the victory over the beast, over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. They sing the songs of Moses, the servant of God and the song of the lamb saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. After these things I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came seven angels, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen and having their chests girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels, seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Then I heard a loud voice from the, um, from the temple saying to the seven angels, go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. Okay. All right. So um, we've seen that the, uh, the beast, the antichrist, uh, the false prophet are saying in order to participate in the economic system, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have the mark of the beast. Right. Um, and there's some something that is 
identified with your agreement that uh, I do this. Um, well, okay, uh, that happens during the first three and a half years of the tribulation to participate. And, and think of it uh, in, in a real simple way, uh, and that is that when there's a one-world government, mm-hmm. everything changes with that new government uh, so that uh, you and I are used to trading and, and uh, being a part of the United States American dollar system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have dollars in our bank account, you know, calculated. We have dollars, maybe uh, real dollars. Um, and everything we do is, is uh, you know, tied to that system where even today we can go someplace not universally interesting uh, anymore, but we could actually pay ca- cash for things. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't even take cash anymore. Yeah. Uh, or you got to have a credit card or you got to have a debit card. And, um, but it's our economic system. Uh, when a one-world government comes, uh, it's a brand-new economic system with a new currency. And the ability, because what this government does set up, is in order for you to participate in the system, you have to receive the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it allows you then to have the privileges, in their mind, the privileges of the economic systems. Like... Uh, one of the things that I believe is happening, and by the way, they speak about this. They call it about the great. Re- they call it the great reset. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their mind, the reset includes the uh, release and the forgiveness of debt. Mm-hmm. So that um, if I have, let's say, a lot of money uh, in uh, credit card debt, for example, when the new economic system comes. It's going to be, I forgive all that debt. We, and we have an example of that in the last month. Right, coming with the student loan forgiveness. Stu- student loan forgiveness yeah. is that I owe that money. If I'm a student and I borrowed that money, I owe mm-hmm. that money. And the new government program said, um, if you register mm-hmm. and give us your information and give us all this detail, we will then allow you to be for, have that debt forgiven Mm-hmm. And you don't have to pay it anymore. And by the way, even if you're, let's say you you have the opportunity to have your debt forgiven, but you don't register, mm-hmm. you don't you do not get that forgiven. Right. Uh, so this is this is the example of it. Is that you've registered, you've said yes, I joined the. Now you have the privilege of your debt's going to be forgiven. You can own things. You can uh, you can get wealth, which, by the way, is is they have a new whole system for that. The first three and a half years of the tribulation and for the for the world population uh, is actually uh, what they would consider this to be. This is really terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I get all my debt forgiven. I get economic benefits. I get my food taken care of. I get my housing taken care of, uh, and uh, the the collapse that caused it is all resolved, isn't that a good thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, we just read uh, at the at the mid-trib, when the Antichrist says, I'm God, Right. what does that initiate? God's, it initiates God's, God's wrath. wrath. Yeah. Uh, because he comes against the world and against the Antichrist and Satan and says, I now bring my wrath against everybody that lives on earth, and you're going to suffer the consequences and he, he makes a really simple statement. So read, read verse 16, 2 again. 
It says, um, so the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. Okay, so the first wrath comes against who? Those who had the mark of the beast. So you, if you have the mark of the beast, you now are, are going to get God's wrath. Uh, mm -hmm. So this answers the question is, is this important? Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, does it really matter and won't God take care of me anyway uh, because I'm a believer? And right. he says, well, um, just like we learned in Romans is you could either be in the flesh or you can be in the spirit. If you're mm -hmm. in the flesh deciding what I want to do, he says you uh, have put to death uh, the power of the spirit. And this is Romans 8, 5 to 8. You have, you're at enmity against me and you cannot please me. Uh, and so, but you're a believer and yes, your eternal destiny is still, still going to be in heaven. But, uh, he said, you will experience the consequences of not following me in truth. Mm -hmm. And, and so he said, the mark of the beast is a, really, it's a demarcation, uh, during the tribulation of, are you following me? Do you trust me? Do you believe me? Do you understand that I'm telling you, do not take the mark of the beast because mm -hmm. that shows instead of following me, well, who are you following? You're, you're following, following the system. You're yeah. following the enemy, you know, and you're worshiping, uh, not God, but actually you're worshiping Satan. Right. Um, and again, this would be similar to uh, Jesus saying to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Right. Uh, you have the things of men in mind, not the things of God. Uh, right. in Matthew and again, 16. keeping in mind when it says worshiping, that that is, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, that means we're standing and we're singing together and what that's not worshiping. Worshiping is, is truly like where you put your trust right. and it's, there's so much more to it. And so when we are trusting in that system to provide our needs and to go before us and take care of us and all of that, we are worshiping that system. That's so right. we, we can't be, you know have faulty thoughts on that. That's right. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, uh, uh, people think that's a loophole is that, well, I'll take the mark, yeah. but I won't worship. <laughs> yeah. But uh, taking no, the mark is worshiping. Is, is yes. worshiping because you're deciding who you're following because he said the truth of, of the true believer oh. is, uh, not to take the mark of the beast mm -hmm. because there's a consequence to that. Um, and it really sets up a real simple kind of which side of the line are you on? Are you mm -hmm. following self and therefore the enemy, or are you going to follow God? And, and therefore, the indicator of that is, did you take the mark of the beast? Mm -hmm. uh, and so next time we'll talk, uh, we're going to answer even further, uh, what does that mean and why is it set up that way? And how do we, how do we handle that Right. Uh, as we go into it? Because... Uh, it's very, it is confusing and there's always a question of, you know, what if I make a mistake or I miss it? How, mm -hmm. will, how will I know? Because, you know, just like you said, we, we right now, you know, have facial recognition. Right. Or people have taken the vaccine. Is that the mark of the beast? Uh, and uh, maybe I shouldn't because I think that may be the mark of the beast. And, and God says, no, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be really, really clear, and, and we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about why, you know, next time. But uh, it is significant, super significant, to understand uh, that uh, the mark of the beast is is a is a clear demarcation. Uh, 
mm-hmm. of are you following God or not? Right. Uh, and there, and there's there. Uh, we know that we have to process through that because there'll be a motive. Interesting enough, there'll be a motivation not to Absolutely, follow follow yeah. God. Well, it'll be easier not to, and I need to I need to be part of the academic system. And my needs system. will be met here. And you know, how else am I? Wouldn't it be good if I? Yeah. And had access to this. All so of we'll, we'll answer all those questions coming up. So, uh, great. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk, we could uh, keep going on and on, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll pick this up again next time. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And if you have questions from what you heard today, be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com and we'd love to tackle them. So yep. have a great day. Yep. Have a great weekend. Yep. And we'll see you Monday. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.